This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we get ready for the weekend that a lot of people think is the best that the NFL has to offer. Divisional playoff weekend, four big games, two Saturday, two Sunday, and then all that's left after this will be the NFC and AFC championship games next Sunday, and then on to the Super Bowl in Vegas in deep into February, as a matter of fact. Uh, February 11th, as a matter of fact. So they creep later and later into the month. The design is starting to work as we knew they would eventually take the month that is so dead in sports and really alleviate it at least to an extent. Now they're 11 days into that month with the Super Bowl. If for a couple of days of that, it's the 15th of the month, and then you don't have as much downtime as everyone is used to in the month of February. But back to the games. Four big games. Weather will be an issue. Uh, it will be not optimum in any of the places except Detroit, which will be a perfect um, four big games, young quarterbacks, some very, very uh, heavy favorites, established teams. Baltimore and San Francisco had a very, very good years, especially San Francisco, which was one of the rare teams to be favored in every game it played this year. If you look at the San Francisco numbers that they achieved this year and some of the things they did with their offense, it is almost impossible to pick against them. You have to have a quarterback that hot, and you have one now in Jordan Love in this Green Bay offense. Green Bay has to win this game on offense. They cannot win it on defense. Their defense cannot stop San Francisco. San Francisco would have to stop itself. San Francisco is the first team in NFL history to have a running back, two wide receivers, and a tight end all achieve 1,000-yard seasons in the same year. When they have a healthy McCaffrey, which they say he is, had the calf injury, they say he's fully rested, and Samuel's in the lineup. That has happened 23 times. They are 20-3 and in those games. Plus, this year they won 11 games, 11 different times they won by 10 or more points. These are overwhelming numbers for an offense that has really a lot of power and a lot of stars with Purdy, the line anchored by the great Trent Williams. You have McCaffrey, Samuels, Ayuk, and Kittle. So the team's loaded. It's absolutely loaded. And Green Bay, which shocked the world with the big win against Dallas, and uh, they have a very hot offense, a very hot, quarterback a very balanced offense it will take every bit of that but let's get to the first game and start from there first game up houston at baltimore let me run through the lines quickly for the four games uh baltimore is a nine and a half point favorite san francisco is a nine and a half point favorite detroit is a six and a half point favorite and buffalo is a 
two and a half point favorite as they will meet the Chiefs in what will be a very, very frigid uh, Buffalo. But no snow. The snow came through again this week, dropped a couple more feet. They're digging out today. They will have a sunny, very cold day. But Kansas City's already proved they can play in that weather. Plus, they have a heck of a defense. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. Now, we start with Houston and Baltimore. Fascinating. Uh, Houston has accomplished an amazing amount. First-year coach, first-year quarterback. To say, that he, to say that Houston and Green Bay are playing with house money is almost redundant. It's so true. Um, the Texans are the first team since the 81 Giants. Okay, that's Ray Perkins. That's pre-Parcells. 81 Giants. The first team. Okay, to open the season at 200 to one odds or better to make to win the Super Bowl. So at the start of the season, Houston was 200 to one to win the Super Bowl. They're only picked to win six games. They are the first team to make the divisional playoff round as 200 to one odds are better at the start of the season since the 1981 Giants. That is a long, long time ago, and it shows you what the Texans have accomplished. Now, one thing that's going to be an issue here is it's going to be 20 degrees. It doesn't look like it's going to snow. It's going to snow there today. It doesn't look like it's going to be any any precipitation, but I don't know what the wind will be yet, but it's going to be cold, and they're not built for the cold. Now, you say Stroud played at Ohio State. He did, but Ohio in November or Michigan in November, or where he went in the Big Ten in November at the latest, is not January, is not December, January, February weather. So this is going to impact them. There's no question. Now, the thing here is Baltimore had a tremendous season. Their quarterback's going to win the MVP. We know how loaded they are. But there's a big caveat here. As you know, the Ravens and Jackson have not been good in these spots. He is one and three, straight up, one and three against the spread as a home favorite in the playoffs. They have disappointed as big faves before. They have disappointed as favorites before. He has not been a big playoff performer. A lot of that is what has kept him from being what everybody, you know, a lot of people bring race into it. They'll bring all different things. But the bottom line is he hasn't performed yet on the same level in the postseason. And his team hasn't performed yet on the same level in the postseason. And that has to happen in this game. If he should lose this game, you will see that his, his reputation will take a severe, severe hit. Everybody raves about his talent. We know how good he is. We know what he brings. We know what he can do on the football field. But they have not done it in the postseason. They have to do it here. So you have Stroud and a Texans, a group of Texans who stunned Kansas City at home last week, who routed them, who made big plays on defense, Got, obviously, the big turnovers. Broke the game wide open. They, they, 
will face a very different situation tomorrow in the cold weather in Baltimore. It'll be a tough game, but they are a very live dog. And there is that stigma that is staring right at you about the Ravens and Jackson. So we'll see how that unfolds. Now, Andrews might play at tight end. He's going to try. I think he's going to play. Sounds like he's going to play. Now, they've gotten production from the tight end. I've Obviously, he's done a good job. But Andrews is and was his favorite target and is a big addition if he's there tomorrow. He is a very, very big addition if he's there tomorrow. As we said, weather's going to be a factor. Houston is a, is a dog with a puncher's chance. There's no question. There's no question. We know what Baltimore has done. We know how they've routed people this year. We know what they are. He has to have one of those games. They need to have, if they play their game, this game's going to be 40 to 20 or 38 to 20 or something like that. 35 to 17 or something, something in that vein. But let's see if that happens. The Saturday night game will be played in the rain in San Francisco, be 50 degrees and probably rain during the game. Green Bay can handle any weather. We know that. And Green Bay has gotten an incredible amount of attention and praise for their brilliant performance, and there was nothing short of that. From taking the ball off the coin toss and driving it down the field and stuffing it in the end zone and dominating the game from that minute forward and routing the Cowboys. They now get a chance to take on this incredibly talented San Francisco team. McCaffrey, they say, is ready to go. Obviously, for Green Bay, which does not have – when you look at the Green Bay defense and stack it up against the San Francisco offense, it is a mismatch – of epic performance. If Green Bay is going to win this game, here's what they're going to do. One, they're going to be in the game after the first quarter. They are not going to get knocked out in the first quarter. San Francisco will come out and try to knock you out right off the bat. They are big early scorers. And when they do that, they usually fly. Dallas was the same way at home all year, and they got behind, and they never turned it around. Green Bay has to be within hailing distance in the first quarter. If they can get to the second, if they're 10-7 down after the first quarter, they are right there. They can't be down 14-0 in the first quarter or 17-0 in the first quarter. They have to stay in this game early. They have to get their offense going early. And they have everything you would want on offense. They can run the ball. Their offensive line did a great job in protecting Love. He was not sacked in the game. They did a great job, a great job against Michael Parsons, the best job anybody's ever done against him. And Dallas really failed to make some adjustments there with him and with the defense that they should have made which is, again, why I tell you I'm always Leary O'Quinn. And he didn't make the adjustments he needed to make last week. The This team is as good as advertised. They've been favored in every game. They won 11 games by 10 points or more. 
they're 20 and three with Debo Samuels and McCaffrey in the starting lineup and healthy. That's straight up 20 and three. They are, they deserve to be a heavy favorite, but they are facing a legitimate underdog with a superstar in the making at quarterback that has wonderful talent around them that is just learning to play. That is a all first and second year wide receiver tight end contingent. They just get better and better. They have the ability to move the ball in every way against San Francisco. If they do that with confidence and do that with the bravado they brought last week, they will have a chance to shock the world again. It's not going to be easy. And like I said, it is very, very hard. Very hard to pick the Niners, to pick against the Niners. Very hard. They have been that impressive. We'll get to the picks a little later in the, in the show. Um, last week, if you wonder, we were four and two against the spread. Lost the Cleveland Houston game, which I kicked myself. I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You know, the game just fell apart on Cleveland. And then I lost the Detroit game, which, you know, the theory in the playoffs is pick the winning side and let the points were take care of itself. Didn't happen there. They won, but they didn't cover. That doesn't happen that often in the playoffs with a team with small lines, with, you know, it was a small line. It was a three-point line, and they didn't cover because they won by one point. But I didn't like the way they played the second half of the game at all. Uh they really took their foot off the gas pedal, which I didn't think they would do when they did. Uh, but those were the two. And uh, so it went four and two overall. We'll get to that a little later. Now, Tampa Bay and Detroit on Sunday. I liked Tampa last week. I told you I thought they'd win. That was more an anti-Philly pick than it was a pro-Tampa pick. But you got to give Mayfield credit. You know, Mayfield's 3-0 and as an underdog in the postseason against the spread. He's got a little swagger. He threw the ball last week, and let's be honest, if it wasn't for a couple of early drops by his tight end who wound up catching nine balls as it is, and by the usually incredibly sure-handed Evans who dropped a walk-in 55-plus yard touchdown, that game would have been more one-sided. And it was pretty one-sided as it is. Tampa did what it had to do. It won its division, and then it won a playoff game. But I would not be surprised if they stay in this game because I think Detroit is very vulnerable to the pass. And Tampa has, with Baker and... His receivers, they have the ability to move the ball. They have some very good receivers and a couple of little speedsters, too. Now, this game comes down to one central issue. Does Tampa allow Detroit to control the game with their running game or not? Tampa's good against the run. Look, they stopped the... They stopped the... 
Philadelphia machine, the one-yard automatic with the Philadelphia band, known as the Brotherly Shove or the Tush Push, that they stopped it twice this year. Nobody else did because they have size and muscle in the middle of that line. They are good against the run. Can they control, if they can shut down the Detroit running game or at least control it, they can stay in the game. That's where the game will get away is if they can't handle the Detroit running game. Detroit's going to make plays in the passing game. We know that. Goff is good, especially good at home. You know, he is much better indoors than he is outdoors. Statistics bear that out. And he's played confidently. He's grown up in Detroit. And Mayfield's playing well. Detroit's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They should be. They are one game away from going to an NFC title game, which is probably beyond their wildest dreams in Detroit. They get a second straight playoff game, so they're rocking. They're going to be rocking and rolling in Detroit. They deserve to be favored. They should win the game. But Tampa, again, is a live dog. I think all three of these dogs, because of the quarterback play, because of what they can do in the passing game, these three teams have shots to keep games close, to get backdoor covers, and to possibly, in one of the cases, pull off a victory. If I ask you right now, will one of the three teams, forget the Kansas City Buffalo Classic, which is a classic of two Titans. Leave that one alone. The other three games, six and a half, nine and a half, nine and a half. The dog, will one of the dogs win the game outright? I would lean 50-50 that happens, that one of them wins. One of them wins outright, 50-50. The last game will be the classic. That will be 6.30 with 3 and 6.30 on Sunday, which always happens as they get you conditioned for the Super Bowl a couple of weeks down the road. So it's 3 and 6.30 this week. It's 3 and 6.30 next week on Championship Sunday, where it'll be the AFC first and the NFC. And uh, then Super Bowl Sunday, 6.30, of course, on Super Sunday. Now, uh, Kansas City and Buffalo, we have seen this obviously before. Now we see it on the road. This You can call this the first road game that Mahomes has played in the playoffs, but some people consider Tampa, it was in their building. It's not a typical home game in the Super Bowl. It's not, you know, it's not your fans in the seats, the whole thing. So I don't know if you want to consider that neutral or consider that a home game. Let's leave it alone, not consider it a home game. That makes this the first playoff game that, Mahomes will be playing outside of Kansas City. He's obviously played on neutral fields in the Super Bowl, and he's won two Super Bowls. The Bills are trying to get where Kansas City's been. Kansas City's been there twice. You know, it's amazing 
when you think about they let Andy Reid go off a brilliant, a really s- terrific career in Philadelphia, which was disappointing to the city in some because he had so much trouble in the NFC title game and he had trouble in his one Super Bowl he lost by three points in the past. So he gets fired. He gets a call two hours later from Kansas City and says, don't go anywhere else, come to us. He goes to Kansas City and signs immediately. He's not out of work, you know, a day. He has now been in Kansas City more than a decade. He has won 11, 9, 11, 12, 10, 12, 12, 14, 12, 14, 11 in Kansas City. He has gone from being a tremendous coach to being now an immortal coach. He's one of the winningest coaches of all time. He's done it in two different cities. He now has two Super Bowls to go with all his wins and all his performances and all his division titles and everything he's done. And he's had and will have one of the storied careers in the history of the sport when he finally calls it quits. That's how good Andy Reid is. I have been a big Andy Reid fan forever. Personally, we've had a friendship, and and I've also been a big fan of him as a coach. Did he have to get a little better? Yeah, everybody does. He learned how to win the big game, and he's won it now, and he has proven that his team is going to be a very, very tough out. Of course, he also has the quarterback who makes those things happen, and Mahomes and Allen have battled and battled and played some classic games, and they'll probably play another one. Now, in this game, Buffalo's home. You give them the edge there. Is that a big edge? No, Kansas City is not a team that's going to have any trouble playing in any conditions anywhere. So I don't think that's a big factor. What is a big factor is Buffalo is banged up on defense, missing some key ingredients, and also Kansas City's edge in the running game. I mean, in the uh, kicking game, Kansas City is very consistent in their kicking game. Buffalo last week had a kick blocked that kept Pittsburgh in the game and missed the short kick in three attempts. That won't cut it in this game. Plus, their punter had a hamstring problem. I don't know how he is this week. He's got to be okay. He did put a couple of punts out afterwards, so he was able to get through it. I'm sure he'll be okay. But the Chiefs are very good on defense. They're underrated on defense. Their defense is capable of being the difference in this game. Let's be honest, folks. This game, if you play it 10 times, they're going to be 5-5. That's the bottom line. These are two very good teams. You have a solid system and a solid group in Buffalo. You have a great coach and a great quarterback in Kansas City that have already established a budding dynasty. If they win another Super Bowl there, they are a dynasty. They've been in the playoffs every year. They've gone deep in the playoffs every year. They've 
made this a fixture year after year after year, even this year when they stumbled. They still won 11 games. Yes, their division is played to them. There's no question. But the bottom line is they're real good. And they can win anywhere at any time. And they can win the whole thing this year. But these two teams can win the whole thing. How many teams do I think can win the whole thing? Four. I think the winner of the Super Bowl will come from Baltimore, San Francisco, Kansas City, Buffalo. Those four can win it. I don't think the other four can win it. The other three, excuse me. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving out. Uh, I'm leaving out Detroit. So the other four. So I'm not counting. I don't think Detroit can win it. I think Baltimore can win it. I think San Francisco can win it, obviously. They're the favorite. I think Kansas City or Buffalo can go beat Baltimore and then win the Super Bowl. They're capable of doing that. It's not going to be easy. Baltimore is probably going to be standing unless something really dramatic happens. I think Houston will play well in that game. I don't think they'll win it. But I don't think they can stop Baltimore when they have to. But I think the game could be a lot closer than people think. Kansas City and Buffalo. Classic. Probably come down to who has the ball last. That's how their games seem to come down. And we've seen miraculous things from the quarterbacks and some crazy stuff in their games. We know that. The weather is supposed to be between 9 and 18 degrees. It's supposed to be clear. It will be somewhere around, they figure, 15 and descending at game time. Don't know about the winds yet. That will be a factor. There's no precipitation for Sunday. So those two teams, veteran teams, great quarterbacks, they can handle any of these situations. So you have a classic set up there. The key, obviously, for Allen and the Bills, number one, can they patch that defense together? Number two, can Allen stay away from the crippling turnover? Last week, he didn't turn the ball over against the Steelers. And he made big plays. He had the 52-yard run for a touchdown. He had three touchdown passes. He made big plays. But Pittsburgh moved the ball better against the Bills than I thought they would. And the Bills, with these injuries, are very vulnerable at spots in their defense. And Kansas City has the ability to – now, Kansas City's got to be better in what they do. One thing that has happened, though, is as I screamed about all year, if you've listened to my NFL podcast, is that they had to develop and believe that Rice can be their number one target. They now have taken him and elevated him to that status, and he has become the man. He had two touchdowns last week, one call back. He can be game-breaking. If Kelsey gets back to being Kelsey, that gives him the two targets he needs. He's got Pacheco in the backfield. He's got a good kicker. They, and they have a terrific defense. Kansas City can win this game. Absolutely. Is the game a toss-up? To me, it is a flip of a coin. That's how close it is. I don't have any advantages for Buffalo. I have a couple of advantages for Kansas City. They're on the road. I'll call it 
even. If you put a gun to my head, I think Kansas City's going to beat them because I just think they're better settled on defense. But if the game comes up 20, you know, 8-27 or 20-30-27 or, you know, 30-130 or whatever, no one's going to be surprised. If it ends on a last-second field goal, if it goes to overtime, if somebody pulls it out in the last 10 seconds, nobody's going to be surprised because that's what these teams do. And that's what these quarterbacks do. And that's why it is an absolute classic. They have become a great, great rivalry. And it's fun to watch. It'll be a great game. The game will not disappoint. I don't think anybody blows anybody out in that game. We'd be very surprised if that happened. But you have to be concerned about the Bills' defense. You really do. And they need guys to step up if they're going to win that game. Now, it was a, you're in a slow time with, with filling in these coaching vacancies. And everyone's waiting to see how the pieces fit. We know that Tomlin is staying in Pittsburgh and he wants a new contract. He says the fire is burning. I'm, going to, I'm ready rejuvenated and I'm ready to go on. So there's no issue there. We know that McCarthy is staying with the Cowboys. We know that Belichick this weekend is going for his second meeting with the Falcons. I know I've heard different rumblings from different teams, some of which still have coaches, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere else. I think unless something strange happens, I think he will be the Falcon head coach. And I think Harbaugh will, unless Michigan comes up with some crazy offer, and I don't think they will, um, I think Harbaugh will be in the league most likely with the Chargers. Teams are waiting for guys who are in this round and may have to keep waiting. So the young guys who are the coordinators who are going to get jobs, who are working this weekend, that's how it works. You just got to wait and see. You know who they are. We've gone through all the names. So everyone wondered what was going to happen in Dallas. It's done. Everyone wondered, was Tomlin going to move out of Pittsburgh? No. The answer is no there. The answer is set in Dallas. There'll be changes with the Eagles. I don't think the head coach is going anywhere. I'd be surprised if that happened. I think Belichick will end up in Atlanta with a lot of his guys, probably a lot of very familiar names in the staff. It won't be Bill O'Brien who went back to college. But a lot of the guys who are on his old staffs, I'm sure will man this staff. And I think he will be, unless something very strange happens, he will be going to the the Falcons, which is going to be interesting to watch. It really is. As he goes after Shula's record, which is well, well within reach. And can he, Atlanta's got talent. We've gone seven, 10 the last three years. They went out and drafted some guys who they have not used correctly. Pitts and London, and obviously they're very talented rookie running back. They've all shown glimpses of greatness. They have not been consistent, but those are three big pieces. They have a good offensive line. They have a good defense. They need a quarterback. They desperately need a quarterback. 
Does Russell Wilson go there and add to the fun? Who knows? We'll see how that unfolds, but let's see what happens first. First step is Belichick taking the job, and I think, like I said, I think that will happen. If you're looking for the picks, go to betrivers.com. They have the chart. It's up every week. It's up on Friday, so my picks will be up there today. Uh, as they were last week, and they are all year. They, you know, they pick five games, and we go, you know, uh, you know, we pick five games that they give me every week. They give me the five games, and we all, different guys from the company, we all pick different things. You know, pick the five games, and then uh, uh, they do the same thing for the postseason. We pick all the games, so uh, that'll be up on the Bet Rivers uh, site. Just go to betrivers.com, and you can get that. You'll find that there. Uh, so that'll be up sometime uh, this morning. Um, we will do podcasts after after the second game Saturday night. We'll wrap things up and look forward to Sunday and also look forward to the championship game. And we'll do the same thing Sunday night after the second game is over. So four terrific games as you get deep into January here in the weather in most of the country, especially here in the East. We're expecting some snow in New York today and down the uh, down the seaboard. Um, not a crazy amount, but a couple inches. But remember, we hadn't had snow in a couple of years. So even though the dusting is is treated like it's a big deal uh, this week, you know, the, the stations can't wait. The networks can't, you know, you know the uh, television uh, local stations can't wait to get involved in that because they love when there's a snowstorm. But uh, so they turn these two-inch things into a snowstorm. Like today, we're expecting two to three inches of snow here in the metropolitan area. Not anything dramatic, especially when you look at the fact that Buffalo's probably had five feet of snow in the last, uh, you know, eight days or seven days. So you got to put things in perspective. But this is the weekend. It's cold. It's dreary out. You got some very, very good vintage entertainment and if you're wondering have to be honest the podcast the streaming of the nfl game last weekend did very very well more people more people showed up and watched it than i thought would do that and spend the money now i don't know how many existing like i had a subscription already to Peacock, so I didn't have to buy it. I don't know how many people they had already on their roster. Maybe they had a million, maybe they had more. I don't know. But the bottom line is a lot of people, a lot of people showed up and made that a profitable day for Peacock. The Peacock made money on that. Now, I don't know what percentage you had to pay five ninety nine to get the game and you got a month free subscription if you did that. I don't know how many stay or what they would consider a good rate when they went into this and paid $110 million reportedly for the game. I don't know. And they made more than that just back with how many people watched it. They made a profit. Even before they sold spots, they made a profit. Um. So you know how the number is. Just mind-boggling. Um, I don't know how many will stay. 
2%, 3%. But if they pick up that kind of numbers, the thing was a home run, which means it's going to happen again. That's my point. I wanted to see if people would respond to the point where it was profitable, and it was. That's how strong the NFL is. The NFL is so strong. The fans are so loyal and responsive. It just it has to just drive the other sports nuts because it is so overwhelming. It is unbelievable. I mean, you realize more people, if half the people who bought the game last week turned out for a World Series game, baseball would be jumping up and down. So think about that. They got all those people to buy it. while these other sports can't draw, couldn't even dream of that number free. It just shows you how incredibly popular the NFL is. It is the, if you could take one thing, if you were a TV network and you could have your pick of any event or any series or any anything, you would take the NFL first every single time by a mile. It's the most important TV product there is. There's nothing, nothing that competes with it. And that just showed its strength even more. They flexed their muscles again with the streaming because the fans responded. I wanted to see whether they rebel or respond, and they responded. Got to be fair. They did. It worked out. It worked out for the NFL. It worked out for Peacock. So they'll get it again. You will see that again because it was profitable. And I wondered what the response would be, and it was overwhelming. Just shows you how ardent and how responsive and how dedicated the NFL fans are, like none other in any other sport. It's not even close. So enjoy the four games. This weekend, we'll have, be on, we'll do a podcast on Saturday night in review, Sunday night in review. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.